Welcome to the mom to mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the mom to mom podcast. Today we're going to be hearing from Andrea Johnstone and she's going to be sharing about two more of the destination goals. Uh, we had the opportunity to hear from Deborah Bullock recently about the 10 destination goals and what they are and how to implement them in our parenting. And so Andrea, uh, we'd love to just hear a little bit about you as you get started on the next two goals. Yeah, um, my name's Andrea and I'm married to Ethan. We've been married for almost nine years. We have four kids, um, a girl who's eight, another girl who's six, a boy five, and then another girl who's three. And they are a lot of fun and um, a lot of energy. And my husband is the family pastor at Seabreeze Church. And so we do ministry there and are part of the community. I grew up in Huntington Beach, so it's really fun to get to be doing ministry and living life there and raising my kids in the same place that I was raised, and my daughters even have the same ballet teacher that I had when I was a kid, which is fun and special, so it's fun. We really like what we do at Seabreeze. We really love reaching out to families and helping them and their kids walk with God and know what that's like as we are kind of in the trenches too because we have young kids too so it's a fun place to be doing ministry because we have a lot to learn ourselves and feel like we can kind of just come alongside people and help each other really so it's been really fun. So Seabreeze Church is another one of the churches in our network. So we are all part of something called the 17-6 Network, and Orange Crest Community Church um, is one of the churches, as is Seabreeze, mm-hmm. and then Church in the Valley. We've we've heard from some of the other uh, moms from the various churches. So um, just for those listening who don't know the ins and outs of it all. And so today we want to just ask you, as, as you are familiar with the 10 Destination Goals, we've asked you to specifically speak on two, and we just want to know for those two that you're speaking on today, Uh, How have you implemented these goals specifically in your parenting? And maybe share some examples um, and experiences. Yeah, the destination goals are so awesome. I feel like, um, honestly, they're like a list for myself first before my kids Mm -hmm. to remember if this is something that are goals for me before I'm even helping my kids with them. So um, the first one that I wanted to talk about was helping others. There are so many opportunities to help each other every day in a family of six. So we have ample opportunity to get to learn this and practice this. And there's just a lot of day in and day out when it comes to helping each other. But one of the things that I have found to be most helpful in casting vision for helping others is talking about the why and talking about it a lot. I often forget to do this because in my head, I know the why. (laughs) And so when we're going to bring a meal to someone or to help with something at church or or even just when we're helping each other around the house like when I am doing the laundry or something like that I don't often stop to think and explain to my kids why I'm doing that because in my head I know why so I have to remind myself a lot to stop and tell them why we're doing something oftentimes we get somewhere and I have a goal in mind and we get there and I'm upset with them because they're not helping me with that goal. But then I realize, well, I didn't really tell them what the goal was. So it makes sense that they're not helping me towards that because I didn't even explain it to them. I just assumed that they should know and they don't always know. They can't read your mind. No, they cannot. So, 
So you're kind of sharing there's a perspective shift yes. in your parenting as you're helping your kids help, mm-hmm. which is um, is doing more of the explaining to them on the why. Because if, if you don't do it, like our perspective is to just do it. Yeah. Like we don't think yeah. about, about it. We're just doing it because we know that what needs to get done. Yeah. Our kids, on the other hand, don't know that. Yeah. So we have to shift our perspective to help them understand. Yes. Yes. And for me, like I have to think about what motivates me to help others and a lot of the time it's just knowing why why am i helping this what is the motivation behind this well one because the bible says so you know and god wants us to help others and um there's so many one another's in the bible there's so many verses in the bible that talk about how we treat one another and a lot of those have to do with helping each other and so when i can stop myself and think about why am i going to do this why am i going to help someone that really helps me be motivated and so I've seen that really help my kids too. So one of the ways that we do this is we spend a lot of the time in the car talking about why we're going to do what we're doing. That's a great time. It's like you've got them stuck in the car. <laughs> They're strapped in their car seats or at least in seat belts. And you can just talk to them about why you're going to do what you're doing. Maybe we're babysitting a friend's kids so they can attend a training meeting or something like that and talking about how important that is. Or the other day, we were going to meet up with a mom friend of mine who isn't a believer, and I was really hoping to have some good, uninterrupted conversation with her. We were meeting her at a park with her kids. So on the way there, I shared with my kids on the way to the park, I'm really hoping to talk to this mom without very many interruptions. It's been a long time since I've seen her. I want, I'm trying to reconnect. Um, I'd love to share the gospel with her someday. And I want to um, have some uninterrupted conversation with her. And you guys can be a really big help to me in that. You guys, if you play with her kids well, and if you are kind to each other and kind to her kids and sharing the things that we have, sharing play equipment at the um, park, that that's going to be a really big help for me in getting to have an uninterrupted conversation with this mom friend of mine. So then when we were done at the play date, I tried to really thank them for how well they did. And we talked about it then on the way home, kind of a debrief of like, okay, how did we do with helping each other? And thankfully that time they had done really well. <laughs> it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes we have to debrief of, okay, so that didn't go as well. How could we help each other better next time? And um, that kind of thing. And often that correlates with kind of what I said earlier is usually I don't do a good enough job ahead of time really prepping them the Mm -hmm. times that they don't do as well so so this time I got to thankfully praise them and thank them for how well they did and how well they played with the other kids and included them really well and played games that they wanted to play and how that was a really big help in helping me connect with this mom and have some time to get to go a little more deeper so yeah another thing that i try to do is just really try to empathize with them when it's hard to help it is just genuinely hard to help others sometimes and it's really hard to put others interests above our own and it doesn't always feel like what we want to do and i want them to know that i struggle too and what i do when i struggle so i have to ask god for help all the time Mm -hmm. to help my kids to help my husband to help friends to help neighbors i have to ask for his help and so when they're struggling i sit down and i say do you want me to pray with you for god to encourage you and to help you help others so i want them to see that helping others comes from god's strength and not their own and that when we're struggling we really can go to him for help and that he really is 
trustworthy and faithful and that he will help us. So that's just another thing that I try to remember is that it's not always something you want to do is to help people and try to share with them my experience and walk alongside with them and show them how to keep in step with God when they have those struggles that come up throughout the day. Another thing that we talk about a lot is just highlighting for them when other people help them or has helped us as a family. So oftentimes we have seen more often than not the way that God provides for us is through other people, whether that's just encouragement and help and love from other people or just even practical needs. There's so many practical needs that we have had that have been met by other people that even didn't even know often that we needed something or even that we wanted something and then someone just happens to bless us with something. And so we really try to talk about those times a lot as a family and talk about how how much they have been loved by the help of their friends or their family or their neighbors and how how good that feels and how we want to be that to other people or that to other people so yeah it's just it's a reminder that they can really be a part of what god is doing that they can be a part of being that provision in other people's lives and that may be god's plan and we don't even know and how we can help others so I like how you're describing it's I'm the picture I'm getting is a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you got yeah. the game plan and then yeah. you're like this these are your rules. This is what you're going to do yeah, totally. during the time and then you have that, you know, the the debrief like like looking at what what went on in the game. Yeah. And <laughs> celebrating yeah, totally. the wins. Totally. <laughs> and I I really I think that that really we we talk about being team Johnstone a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that I really want them my husband and I really want them to see is that we're, we're doing this alongside with them. And my husband and I are in authority over them. And so we have a different role on the team, but we're a part of the team and we're a part of really God's team and what Mm -hmm. he's doing and what the kingdom is doing. And so we're just really thankful to get to be a part of a team with our kids. And we want them to see our successes and our failures. And when we need help and they need help and we can kind of encourage each other and come alongside each other and, I mean, that's kind of helping each other in, in that. <laughs> so Yeah, and even the whole, the coaching, yeah. you know, even yeah. like, I know that this is hard for you. Here's, this is how I do it. Like, yeah. you know, you're just yeah. coaching them along. Yeah. And really helping them yeah. um, figure out how to, how to be, how to play their role on, yeah. on the team. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I try to be vocal too, like even if they're, uh, not all the time because this can get into complaining, but tell them sometimes when I am struggling to help someone yeah. um, or struggling to, even, you know, as as a mom and as a wife, I have a lot of chores and things that I need to do around the house and sometimes I don't always feel like doing that. <laughs> and so just even, you know, telling them like, all right, I don't really feel like doing the laundry right now, but I know that's going to be a really big help to daddy when he gets home if he has some clean running clothes for tomorrow because he loves running. And so if I can get these clothes clean, that'll be a big help to daddy. So I'm just going to do it, even though I don't really feel like doing it. And you can go overboard with that and get into complaining, but I think just kind of sharing them a little bit of an inside world into my heart and my mind sometimes helps them know that okay, everyone's going to struggle with this. And what do you do with that struggle? Do you just kind of sit there and wallow and complain about it? Or nope, we're just going to get up and we're going to ask God for help. And we're going to keep going and keep doing it and doing it um, with a good attitude too. 
sometimes mm-hmm. if we don't do that our kids just assume we have it all together and yeah. figured out and yeah. so so if we are more transparent in those mm-hmm. moments they realize wait you have those thoughts yeah. too yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's not just me or not totally. just kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and i add the i add it i add prayer can you pray for me yes yeah that's really good <laughs> i'm really really that's struggling really here <laughs> my my three-year-old has been saying lately you know we they have a couple times a day that they're supposed to kind of pick up what they've gotten out so that's like before lunchtime and before bedtime are kind of our routines and she's been saying almost every time she'll look at me and say you don't like cleaning right I'm like not really and she'll say but you do it anyway right I'm like yep I do it anyway and she's like okay I don't like cleaning either but I'll do it anyway I'm like, good job good job okay and you know those things even cleaning up and picking up around the house that really helps our family as a team thanks for sharing that's yeah. really helpful mm-hmm. so the next destination goal you're sharing about Yeah, the next one I'm sharing about is forgive and ask to be forgiven. Forgiveness has been a huge help for my husband and I in our lives, in my husband and I's relationship, but then for a long time before we knew each other in other relationships and with our families. Um, So we know it's really important for our children to grasp um, the how and the why of forgiveness. So we start when they're babies. <laughs> we start with the how because it really begins with us modeling for them and showing them how we ask for forgiveness. So I know as a mom, I have ample opportunities to clear up my relationship with them because I often mess up. Mm-hmm. So I act out in anger, I speak harshly, I don't keep my word, etc. So and that doesn't just start when they're five (laughs) that starts when they're babies um so i start clearing up the relationship with them when they're babies um i say something like i spoke harshly with you when you spilled your milk on the floor would you forgive me for speaking harshly um at an early age they just kind of stare at me um but then i hug them i say i love them and as soon as they start talking i teach them how to say i forgive you at that age it kind of just looks like walking through the motions of it um but i think that that really helps kind of set the tone of you know in our family when we mess up we clean it up and we try to clean it up right away just like if you spill milk on the floor Mm -hmm. you clean it up right away Mm -hmm. because milk gets stinky and yucky and wronging someone in a relationship that gets stinky and yucky in a relationship and so we want to clean that up and we want to make it right so my husband and i a big Part of this is then us modeling that for them in our own relationship in front of our kids. So if we have an argument privately, then we clear it up privately. But oftentimes our conflict spills out and our kids can tell that we are crossways with (laughs) each other. (laughs) And when that happens, we clear up our relationship in front of our kids Mm -hmm. so that our kids see that we are clear, that this is a priority for us, that mommy and daddy keep a clear relationship and that we don't just do this with them but that we do this with each other and then if there's anything that we need to clear up with the kids of how you know maybe I was disrespectful to my husband and that was wrong for my kids to see too you know so I might need to clear something like that up with them that involves them even though it was seeming like a conflict between my husband and I but you know those kids get roped in Mm. so 
we want them to see that this is part of our adult lives and clearing up relationships is healthy for any relationship. So as our kids are getting older, we are teaching them how this looks in different relationships. You know, it starts in the family. That's what they see day in and day out. But then as they get older and have more relationships, that spreads. So, and it looks different in different relationships. They're gonna have some friends and maybe other families that value clearing up relationships. And they're gonna have other relationships where their friends have no idea what they're talking about and if they say will you forgive me for something they're like oh yeah sure uh, okay mm-hmm. and so we just kind of walk through that with them each time and just start coaching them through that and talking through you know it's okay their family does it differently and but you did your part you did what you know is right and you cleared up the relationship one of my kids had a friend recently that she had wronged and she just felt really sick about it you know that like sick feeling mm-hmm where you just know you hurt someone. So I asked her what she wanted to do about it, and she said she really wanted to see her friend and ask her for forgiveness. So, but then she was bummed because she would have to wait until she saw her friend, and she just felt so bad. And she was just saying things like, I don't know if I can sleep, I just, you know, I I feel so bad. So I told her that forgiveness was important, and if she felt like she needed to go see her right then, then we could do that. that. that was what I would do with a friend. I would call a friend right away and make that right. And she said that that is what she wanted to do. So we hopped in the car right then. On the way there, we prayed that her friend would be home. And then thankfully she was, and they were able to clear up their relationship. And 20 minutes later, they were like playing together, <laughs> which was great. Uh, kids thankfully are so, they bounce back really quickly. We, we try to have examples of that and model that for them that this is valuable in our lives that if need be we're going to drop what we're doing and clear up a relationship Mm -hmm. because that's more important oftentimes than the task at hand even though i just usually want to get the task done or we're in the middle of doing something and we have to stop what we're doing and clear up a relationship and it's not what all of us want to stop and do but that that's important and that's valuable yeah, you really did communicate. This is yes. of utmost importance. Yes. I'm yeah. get in the car and yeah. drive you yeah. there. If that's what needs yeah. to happen, like we will make that happen and that's valuable to me. You know, I, I try to think about what what is it gonna be like when my kids are 16, mm-hmm. 17, 18 and adults. Mm-hmm. Like I want them to be the kind of person that when they wrong someone hops in the car and goes and clears it up with that person. Because yeah. I want to be that kind of person too. And I hope and pray and strive to be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so it's not going to be a switch that flips for them when they're yeah. that age. That's going to be something that we have to work on building into their lives early on. And that I have to keep praying for them and keep praying for my own life and my own heart. That yeah. that's the kind of person and friend that I am. So It's so easy to just say, well, just clear it up the next time we see him. Which yeah. I've done many times. Yeah. And what often happens is we forget yes by the next time we see yes, him especially totally. because i have three boys and they don't feel it as intensely yes yeah, like maybe not as a, <laughs> like maybe in the moment they're yeah. like oh i did this i shouldn't have done it but then by the time we see the person next time they've already yeah. forgotten about yeah. it you know and so it's it really is setting a precedent for like hey this is important mm-hmm. and we need to make a priority yeah. to do this yeah it's very countercultural too yeah like you know in our culture it's like oh mm-hmm. we'll just sweep it under mm-hmm. the rug if it's something little, let's yeah. not talk about it because yeah. it makes it awkward. But really, it's just communicating value and just the desire to have good relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's... Yeah, yeah I think um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was just the... When um, 
something that my husband and I are trying to work on is what it looks like to forgive someone who doesn't ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. Um, Obviously, that's just hard in and itself. But then our kids don't have many relationships like that at this stage in their life. They're young. Even their friends that aren't believers, the things that they would maybe hurt them in aren't like huge things yet. Not those like deep, long term hurts. So that's something that my husband and I have to work on modeling for them in how we respond to people that hurt us that aren't ever maybe going to ask for Mm -hmm. forgiveness. My kids have gotten to see us walk through the past couple years um, an issue with a specific neighbor that has really hurt us and damaged us and given my husband and I a lot of Um, difficulty given me a lot of teary nights and so and they've seen that and it's been very obvious to our kids and they've walked through all of that with us and but my hope and my prayer is that when they remember that time with our neighbor that has been really hurtful to my husband and I that they can remember all the times that we prayed for that neighbor and all of the times that we decided to love that neighbor even though it wasn't we weren't getting that kind of love in return or whatever it was and just choosing to really pray for that neighbor and love that neighbor so those are opportunities as much as I wish I didn't have to model that for my kids I am actually thankful that God has kind of given us some opportunities in the more recent years to show forgiveness in that type of category of relationship with my kids because they're not always going to have friends that value clearing up relationships like they do or you know later on down the road when they're working when they're adults they're not going to always encounter people that have that value and so what does that look like so just modeling that for them and showing them what it looks like when when I get hurt and my husband gets hurt and then just praying for them too that when they encounter that in their lives that that they'll really use the bible as their model and how to respond to people in that way so so two of the things that I really heard you reiterate through both of the destination goals were the importance of exampling, so yeah. showing how you would do something, yeah. what that looks like, and explaining. Yeah. Doing a lot of explaining on the why. Yeah. And those really help to cement mm-hmm. those goals mm-hmm. in your kids' lives. Yeah. And part of that is the stage of parenting life that we're in. Yeah. My kids are really young. My oldest is eight. And so we're starting to get into that older-ish category where she's starting to have more experiences that will kind of moves some of these categories from a true to a real life experience but in some of these things we're not just we're not there yet so a lot of it early on I think really looks like modeling and just exampling for them giving them kind of those handholds so when they have that experience later on hopefully they can reference what they've seen modeled yeah well thank you so much for sharing with us thank you for having me thanks so much for joining us today We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.